Welcome to the Wisdom of the Womb podcast, your home for mind, body, and soul wellness for women. My name is Stephanie Adler. I'm a certified nutrition consultant, birth doula, and women's hormone and fertility expert. I've supported hundreds of women in having healthy cycles, healthy babies, and building a balanced foundation in their bodies and minds to set them up for a limitless life. Now it's your turn. I believe a woman reaches her full potential when she trusts the innate wisdom of her body and that those women change the world. So if you're wanting to achieve hormone harmony, have boundless energy, optimize your fertility, live a holistically healthy life, and learn how to love and trust your body to become the well woman you know you are meant to be, you're in the right place. Join me for weekly wisdom on topics such as holistic hormone and gut health, fertility, mindfulness, birth, pregnancy, and beyond, and leave with actionable steps towards well womanhood. Thanks for pressing play today. I'm so excited for the magic we're going to create together. Let's dive in. Hi, podcast family. Today's topic is a great one, especially if you have been diagnosed with or suspect that you have PCOS. There are so many podcasts I could and will do about PCOS. And that said, today we are going to be touching on the four types of PCOS. Yes, you heard that correctly. There, there is not one one size fits all approach to PCOS. And I bet your gyno did not tell you that. Uh, so we're going to be speaking to the four different types of PCOS and how we address each of them. As a reminder, this is not medical advice and is information intended to empower you to take responsibility for your own well-being and get curious about how to take charge of your unique wellness journey. So Before we jump into today's episode, if you are listening to this on the day of release, we are having our spring 2023 cohort for the Well Woman Collective's welcome call tonight. I am so excited about this group of women and the truly life-changing transformation they are about to embark on. If you've been curious about joining the collective, there still is time. We have a couple more spaces for the woman who is ready to optimize her experience and her female body, take ownership over her health and become the expert of her body, transform her mind, body, and soul wellness, and truly become the well woman she's always known she was meant to be. So if that is you and you are ready to cycle sync the life of your dreams, improve your fertility, deeply understand how to nourish yourself, reconnect with your divine feminine and live in your feminine flow, plus nerd out on all things, holistic nutrition, detox, gut health, hormones, intuitive eating, and so much more, please join our community and, and really join the movement that is happening inside the well woman collective, which not only influences us in our lives, but creates a domino effect for the women of the world will be able to accept last minute Lucy's until March 24th, but the sooner you join, the sooner the magic happens. So what are you waiting for? The sooner you'll get to meet your new wellness sisters and start taking the steps that you need to create your most fulfilled life as a result of your vessel, your body, and your mind being truly well. P.S. If you're listening to this because you have PCOS, the Well Woman Collective has a hundred percent success rate of reversing PCOS symptoms with clients and getting our PCOS sisters 
see what I did there, ovulating. Um, and that's really important when we have PCOS ovulation is the main event of the cycle and what we want to have happen. And we have hundred percent success rate with that. So I can't wait to see you inside the collective. Don't forget. We have a podcast exclusive savings of hundred dollars when you use the code wisdom. And if you have any questions about if well woman is the perfect fit for you, please send me a DM on Instagram. It's linked in the show notes. If you are not already friends with me on Instagram, let's do that. And, or you can also book a clarity call with me. There's also a link in the show notes to do that as well. If you really want uh, more of an opportunity to connect, to make sure it's the right fit. So now let's jump into today's topic, which is the four types of PCOS. Now, if you're listening to this, you likely know what PCOS is already, but just in case because maybe you're suspicious you might have PCOS or you've heard of it and don't really know what it is, but want to learn more, I'll elaborate. PCOS stands for polycystic ovarian syndrome, and it's actually the most common endocrine disorder, which is a hormone disorder for women of reproductive age. Personally, I partially think this is because it's technically overdiagnosed and we'll see more about that in a few minutes, but it's still worth mentioning that it is the most common hormone disorder. And as a condition, it has been historically marked by cysts growing on the ovaries, different type of cysts to like a cyst that causes pain, more of like several cysts, polycystic cyst, um, all over the ovaries. And it is important to name though, that by looking exclusively through an ultrasound and identifying these polycystic ovaries, it is an outdated way of diagnosing this condition and it should not be used as a primary diagnostic tool. So if the reason you were diagnosed with PCOS was because of an ultrasound absent of correlation with other lab work that confirmed high levels of androgens and the symptoms associated with PCOS, just please know that that is not the standardized way to diagnose PCOS anymore. But we know that medicine often takes 30 years to catch up with what we have been currently knowing and researching. Um, so even though that is an outdated tool, it is typically been marked by having polycystic ovaries and a collection of other symptoms that are usually accompanied by these androgen, androgen, which is the male dominated hormones. And these symptoms can be facial hair growth, cystic acne, having super long and or anovulatory cycles, meaning cycles in which ovulation does not occur, weight gain or trouble losing weight. Now, the conventional thoughts on PCOS is that it is a metabolic syndrome. And a lot of the time it is, and arguably like all of the time it's linked to metabolic health, because I deeply believe that hormone balance in general is linked to metabolic health. But the more we've researched into the causes of PCOS, we've actually found that it's a lot more nuanced than that. And that, why does that matter? Well, PCOS is a hundred percent. And yes, I stand behind this statement. It is a hundred percent reversible with dietary and lifestyle changes. Isn't that amazing? I know it's so amazing, right? 
And actually my practice has a hundred percent success rate with the dozens and dozens and dozens of women we've worked with over the years who have PCOS, getting them to a point where they are regularly ovulating and reversing their PCOS when they are following the protocol that I recommend. And how do I do this? Well, I do this by looking at what type of PCOS a woman has. Even within the alternative health space, there's a gap when it comes to PCOS care. Supplements that are advertised for women with PCOS that don't take into account these nuances of why a woman is displaying these displaying these symptoms um, doesn't do most women. Uh, it does a lot of women a disservice. So, you know, I remember getting in the mail, like through Instagram, someone reached out to me and was like, I wrote this book on PCOS. I'd love to share it with you. Um, and I was like, yeah, awesome. Send it over. And I remember reading it and it was all about fasting and doing high intensity interval training. And I was like, okay, cool. Well, in some ways this could work for some women with PCOS, but if we're just generalizing, it's actually going to leave a large percentage of women who have PCOS feeling like nothing is working for them. And it doesn't mean that the natural plan isn't working. It just means that they need a more nuanced and strategic approach. So once we are able to narrow it down to what type of PCOS a woman has and allow for that nuance, we can start to support the body more strategically and have unbelievable success with PCOS reversal, which is amazing because not only do these women then get to have the health benefits of ovulating regularly and the lifestyle benefits of having a more predictable cycle, which can lead to, you know, helping you either prepare for a pregnancy or protect from one. Um, but also it gives you so much freedom from those pesky PCOS symptoms, which let's face it royally suck. So it's just so important to be able to get strategic with a PCOS approach. And we also, um, do find that women can be in multiple of these categories. So as we're going through this, if you feel like you're checking off more than one category, please know that's not outside of the scope of what I regularly see. And even if you are listening and you're like, oh my God, this category is totally me. I encourage you to continue listening through all of the categories because you might find that actually one later on resonates as well. So without further ado, what are the four types of PCOS? Well, type one is insulin resistance-based PCOS. And this type of PCOS is the most common with an estimated 70% of the women with this condition falling into this category. So what is insulin resistance? Insulin resistance is when you have high insulin and it's typically associated with being pre-diabetic or having uh, metabolic syndrome. But I find that a lot of women who are in this category don't actually know that or haven't qualified quite yet for being pre-diabetic. You are more likely to be in this category if you are overweight, struggle to lose weight, or struggle to maintain weight. Uh, if you've ever had high blood sugar come back on a blood test or have you know, elevated glucose markers, elevated A1C levels, or have a genetic predisposition to diabetes. So someone, you know, multiple people in your family have diabetes, you may be more likely to be in this category. 
And in this category, what's happening with PCOS is that the high levels of the male hormones and the symptoms associated with it are driven by these high levels of insulin. And this is why commonly, in addition to hormonal birth control, which is not a solution to at all to PCOS, please louder for the people in the back, hormonal birth control is not a sustainable solution to PCOS. Um, and we will have another podcast on this to come. Um, but that's, this is why commonly, in addition to doctors prescribing hormonal birth control, metformin, which is a medication for diabetics is oftentimes used for women with PCOS. If you fall into this category, blood sugar management and stabilization is the key to getting your hormone balance back. I have another podcast about this that you can check out. It's episode seven, but please keep listening here right now in case you fall into multiple categories. Um, when we're addressing insulin resistance-based PCOS, there are certain herbs and supplements that we use to help stabilize the blood sugar. One that is incredibly helpful specifically is inositol because it has a direct association with the ovaries as well. Um, and additionally, cycle syncing or exercise using movement that is specifically designed to improve insulin resistance makes a really big difference here. So that's insulin resistance-based PCOS, and it is type one. If you do not feel like you qualify for that type, or you do, but you want to see if you qualify for other types too, we're going to move on to type two, which is post-pill PCOS, though it could be post-hormonal birth control PCOS, not just the oral contraceptive pill, but post-pill PCOS obviously just sounds a little bit more catchy. Um, and the biggest question that you want to ask yourself if you are trying to navigate what type you are when it comes to post-pill PCOS is, did I have normal periods before using hormonal birth control? Yes or no? If the answer is yes, there's a good chance that if you were taking hormonal birth control and have been having irregular cycles or were diagnosed with PCOS after going off of that birth control, that it is post pill PCOS, right? So normal periods before getting on hormonal birth control, take hormonal birth control for any given period of time, get off of it, start having irregular cycles. If you've been diagnosed with PCOS in this circumstance, it's probably post pill PCOS. And this happens because going off of hormonal birth control, your body will have what I call the androgen boomerang effect. While you're on hormonal birth control, the body suppresses testosterones, which are androgens, which is why a lot of women will report lower sex drives, less acne, et cetera, while they're on hormonal birth control. And it also makes it a really great band-aid for PCOS symptoms like facial hair growth, acne, et cetera, because it overrides your natural system. So if you were having these symptoms before getting on hormonal birth control, it can actually make it seem like it's a really good solution. When getting off though, when you get off of the hormonal birth control, there is a rebound effect where those male hormones boomerang back and they boomerang back with a vengeance <laughs> and it can create a PCOS environment, thinning hair, 
acne, missing cycles, high levels of testosterone are all signs of PCOS. And they're all signs of your body coming off of birth control, having this androgen re you know, rebound effect. So if you had those symptoms before going on hormonal birth control, then they were likely just there all along and you do not fall into the post pill category. But if everything was normal before going on hormonal birth control, it may be that your body's reaction to having been on hormonal birth control and now coming off is causing that PCOS environments or diagnosis. The solution for this is not going back on birth control, <laughs> which can feel really tempting. I know when you have acne again for the first time since high school, it's also not going on spirolactone, um, but rather supporting your body's natural detox, pro detox process processes, your gut, your liver, and really supporting your body's ability to get back to hormone homeostasis hormone homeostasis being hormone balance by how do we do that by replenishing lost nutrient reserves that likely occurred while you were on hormonal birth control, eating in an aligned way for your female hormones, cycle syncing, nourishing your adrenals and using anti androgynous or, and like, um, anti androgenetic. Oh my God. This word is so hard for me right now. I also think that I'm just having a little bit of pregnancy brain, um, anti-androgen supplements and herbs. So zinc, peony, licorice, et cetera, are all in this category, but really just recognizing that this is oftentimes a temporary though. Sometimes that temporary state can last a really long time. Um, if you're not giving your body what it needs, but typically it's a more temporary that could still be six months, a year, two years. If you don't speed up the process by doing all of the things that we talked about to really speed it up, um, reaction that your body is having to getting off of hormonal birth control. So now, like what if you're pretty certain that you don't have insulin resistance and you actually had irregular cycles or symptoms like that before going on birth control, or you were never on birth control, what type might you be? Well, the next most common type, um, and is inflammatory PCOS. And I find that in this that, that inflammatory PCOS plays a role in most types of PCOS. And again, just to reiterate that being in more than one category is common. And when you're with inflammatory PCOS, the cause of dysfunction is typically rooted in systemic and chronic inflammation. And in my experience, like I said, this really does play a role in most types of PCOS. And what the mechanism that's happening here is that chronic inflammation encourages the ovaries to make too much testosterone. And if this is your primary driver, I would put you in this type, even though with most of my PCOS clients, reducing inflammation is something we focus on, even if they have another primary type. So if you really identify with insulin resistance-based PCOS, but anything that I say in this inflammatory um, category resonates, it's likely that you're in the two. I really find that this one pairs with most of the other types. But if this is your primary type, 
if chronic inflammation is like the driving force for your PCOS, what are some of the clues of that chronic inflammation that might lead us to knowing that this is your primary type? Well, if you have unexplained fatigue, bowel movement issues like IBS or having been diagnosed with SIBO or candida or any sort of dysbiosis, having autoimmune diseases like Hashimoto's thyroid disease, getting frequent or common headaches, joint pain, or if you have a chronic skin condition like psoriasis, eczema, or hives. And when we're addressing inflammatory PCOS, our path to healing if this is our primary PCOS type, our path to healing is identifying the source of the inflammation and addressing it at the root. And this might be in an underlying gut or an immune problem and really involves us looking at the whole woman, the whole environment that she's in navigating her stress and so much more. We look for sources of stress that are external and also internal sources of stress that might be causing inflammation. And this protocol involves making shifts and changes to the diet, lifestyle, supplements, and so much more. Now, if you find you don't fall into any of these categories, we're going to move on to the least common type, or maybe you do fall into some of these categories, but this one is a little bit typically more exclusive, although it does oftentimes go along with that inflammatory, as I mentioned. Um, So the least common type of the four types is adrenal PCOS. This accounts for approximately 10% of PCOS cases, and most women with PCOS will have an elevation of all of their androgens, including testosterone and androtenistone and from the ovaries and DHES from the adrenal glands. But if you only have DHEAS that is elevated, and normal testosterone and andriotenistone, you might have adrenal PCOS. So this is actually when we do utilize lab work to confirm this, if this is suspected. An adrenal PCOS, PCOS is not driven by insulin resistance or inflammation. Instead, it's usually an epigenetic upregulation of adrenal androgens. So it's something that's a little bit more in the genetic code, but epigenetics being that the environment in which the code is coded in, coated like C-O-A-T-E-D, coded in, really influences the way that it expresses itself, which is why I do find that even though the PCOS itself isn't oftentimes driven by the inflammation, if there is inflammation in the body, it can turn on this epigenetic response to having adrenal PCOS. Um, When we're addressing adrenal PCOS, We really look at the lifestyle and support the adrenals and the stress causes. And we also use herbs and supplements like adaptogens to really bring down that DHEAS and get a woman cycling naturally. Now, if you listen to this and you feel like you were really clearly able to identify what type you are, awesome. And if not, and you need a little bit of extra support in navigating that, there's no shame to that game. And so if you're wondering how to address being in more than one type, 
we typically address them comprehensively, like all at the same time, but we do prioritize the ones that resonate the strongest or came on first in the type list. So for example, if you resonated with insulin resistance, PCOS and, um, inflammatory PCOS, we would start balancing your blood sugar, make sure to get you some really supported with some inositol, probably some magnesium. And then we would also be doing simultaneously what, where are sources of inflammation in this woman's body? How do we get her in an anti-inflammatory state? Just to reiterate, knowing what type of PCOS you have, and even if you have PCOS, because If none of these really resonated with you, it might be another hormone dysfunction. PCOS can oftentimes be confused with other conditions like hypothalamic amenorrhea. Um, But anyways, knowing what type of PCOS you have is so crucial to finding your unique path to reversing it and having the hormone harmony that you so deeply desire. As I mentioned before, the Well Woman Collective is starting tonight. And while you can totally sign up after our welcome call, the sooner you join, the sooner and closer you will be to happy hormones. We have a hundred percent success rate with PCOS and every woman who's ever done this program has felt more equipped and empowered to live a healthy hormone life, no matter what the cause of their hormone imbalance was happy periods, clear skin, bloat-free bikini season are all possible for you when you're part of the Well Woman Collective. So see the show notes for more information. Send me a message on Instagram or book a clarity call if you want more clarity on if it's right for you. And I can't wait to support you this year inside the Well Woman Collective. If this content If this podcast was helpful to you, would you be so kind to leave us a review on Apple podcasts? This is the best way you can support the podcast and get this information in the hands of women who need it. And I will be ever grateful. So please, please leave us a rating um, and a review. And I thank you for your support. Happy cycling ladies.